Hi, it's Sally with Christina again this month, and we have um, we're hibernating really <laughs> in the shed. It's a bit gloomy outside with that cold time of year, so we are here to talk to you about the astrology from the day of the solstice, uh, which is coming up on December the twenty second. I love the solstice. Yes, Do you. It is the time to really hunker down by the fire. I love it. It's very. I always think of the great stillness at the solstice mm-hmm. and the whole world turning around you. Yeah. Um, coming to that sort of zero point. Yes. And I'm very envious of friends who've got snow. Actually, I always think yes. it's kind of a nice time to have snow. So you go out and the lights, all that. You get that lovely light when you get mm-hmm. when it's snowing. And then you go back in for hot chocolate and fire and cozying on down. And the solstice is, of course, when the sun is at zero degrees of Capricorn. Yeah. Or, yeah, at zero degrees of Capricorn, which is the opening of the real deep winter Mm -hmm. season Mm -hmm. here in the north, anyway. Yes. Um, Not for our friends down under. No. Who are in hot temperatures and too much fires going on at the moment. Terrible. Very different, very different feel. Just terrible. But um, here it's a time of very deep magic. I always think the deepest magic mm. is right now in the midwinter mm. in this Capricorn season. Yeah. And which, it's all... Yeah, which is to do with the weird weirdness of the sign of Capricorn, right? Yes. Yes, it is. It is a weird sign in many ways, <laughs> isn't it? The the sea goat. It's one of the same... For, for a start, it's represented by... The strangest creature, would you say, in the whole zodiac Absolutely. Is, is the sea goat. What is that? I mean, it's a, it seems a mythical creature, isn't it? Yeah. Very yeah. mythical creature. It's oh. the, you know, the sturdy mountain goat who climbs up that mountain. And then, but what's this fish, fish's tail yeah. underneath? What lies beneath? Yeah. It's the spiritual and the practical coming together. Yeah. Um, and you get great... You know, you get people who are seekers in mm. Capricorn, who mm. are spiritual seekers, who are looking for God. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of my favourite, Patty Smith, mm. who is just a woman who I love. I mean, I've kind of followed her from her early days mm. when, you know, she did some amazing songs. But she's a real poet as well, yeah. a real poet. And still, she's kind of growing into one of those old... She has this silver long hair. Mm. She's kind of like a real crone in mm. the best sense of the word. Mm. You know, the wisdom just oozes from her. I love her. I mm. love her. She's one of my favourite archetypes. Yes, and she is archetypal, Capaldi Smith. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll never forget the cover of uh, that album with her. Look, you know, she has a little bit of a moustache, doesn't she, on that one? Mm. You know, not doing that hyper-feminized uh, pop star thing at all doing exactly the opposite yeah. and being absolutely her and that is one of the things about capricorns that i love is when they can find their real integrity yeah then they're then they have this incredible power which brings me to greta thunberg okay the ultimate yes capricorn yes. of the moment who is oh i can't remember what her chart says exactly but you know she is double cat triple capricorn no, she's a double Capricorn. Mm-hmm. I think she's definitely got the moon in Capricorn as well. Well, we don't have a time of birth for her, do we? No. So we don't know what her ascendant is. But, yeah, I mean, she has just been the figure who's come through during this very strong Capricorn time. Yeah. Because Saturn, Capricorn's ruler, has been in Capricorn for the last two years. Mm. And here we are with this incredible 
child. Yeah. I mean, a child coming through and taking such mm-hmm. a leading role in also, the world. Also, she is another Capricorn ar- archetype, though, which is the wise child. Yes. Because one of the cliches, which is actually true in astrology, is that often people with Capricorn moon in particular, but also Capricorn sun, are old before their time. Well, it could be a cliche, but I think it's true. I think it's true, I too. speak to a lot of Capricorns. So you, they either have a lot of responsibility yeah. in their younger years, or they just have a very old head on young mm. shoulders. Yeah. And, and they can actually, you know, it can take them a while to sort of find themselves, to grow into themselves, yeah. um, almost to get going. It's yeah. sort of, it's a, a strange experience. Or they get going very, very young. You know, like Elvis is the classic example, isn't okay. it? You know, young, and then then he's finished, over, died mm. very young. Mm. Um, but that's that too is, I mean, for, because I think also you get with Capricorns that a lot of the ones I know come into their own in their later years. Yeah, well, they look almost, at Betty White, who we were just talking about, yes. who is the actress in Golden Girls, who is yeah. na- 95, I yes. think, and whose life after her second Saturn return, which would have been in her late 50s, yeah, has just taken off, and that's very Capricornian yeah. too. That you're on a longer time, you're on a different time scale from other people. Yeah, yeah, and she's the she has the longest TV career of any entertainer, eighty years. Which again, I think is you know this is this is really fitting of Capricorn. Another actress who I love is Maggie Smith. Yeah. I mean, again, in her eighties, doing fantastic. Yeah, fantastic work. I mean, Downton Abbey it would just would not be the same without her. Yeah. Is it still going, Downton Abbey, speaking of too long? Well, it is. I, I went to see the movie when it was out. I've always loved Downton Abbey, actually. It's a bit of an escape. But, yeah, I mean, she's she's incredible. Yeah, I am speechless. You love, I didn't know you loved Downton Abbey, Sally. Oh, this yes, is a complete revelation to me. Now I know. Um, we learn yes. something new all the time. But Maggie Smith also played old people when she was really quite young. Mm. didn't she mm. i'm just thinking of her in um a room with a view okay yeah you know and she's already playing an old maid in that she wasn't actually that old no. at that point no uh, which is also very capricorn to be able to play old to be older to be respected mm. be being respectable at a younger age yeah um so we were going to talk about retrodiction a little bit which is you know looking back at what happened last month yes just to see how the astrology has been working and um, I have a big one, which is that my father-in-law, who's also 95, died. And so I spent the month, you know, funerals, wakes, the whole schmear, the whole thing, um, interspersed with a lot of hard work. But what is interesting about his death, which was a great release, by the way, so um, it's not a loss it's actually a game because now we know he's in a better place. Um, was that Jupiter was involved with that? Jupiter went into Capricorn, and he died pretty much uh, five days later. And he, Jupiter went over his ascendant at one degree of Capricorn. He's a very Saturnian person. In fact, he's often described as Saturnine. So Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn. So he his ruler is is Saturn anyway. Um, Jupiter went into his first house, went into Capricorn, and he was released into a better place because Jupiter is often the angel of death. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, in a in a good way. Yeah, it comes yeah. and it takes you in a, in a, to a better takes you it's above. 
freedom, isn't it? It's freedom it's a, from the physical plane, from pain, release. particularly if you're in pain. Yeah. It's a release. And the other interesting thing in his chart was that Uranus, another planet that's about uh, freedom, was mm. opposite to his Saturn. So he was unchained. Yeah. Uranus transits again. Yeah. Yeah. Very key. Um, so that was my month. And I feel also that's very kind of, it's a serious, you know, Capricorn, Jupiter into Capricorn is more serious. You know, it's a serious change of circumstance for my partner and actually for my entire the shape of my family uh, and you're dealing with capricorn issues yes aren't you because you know capricorn is one of the signs that um you know saturn was always the planet the boundary old father time yeah i mean before pluto came along saturn was related to the ending yeah. death being one of the you know most final of endings. Mm, mm. So it is very Capricorn, isn't it? And then also that you end up looking back at the past as well. Oh my you? God, yeah. You, know, you get drawn back into the past and people's lives as well. well. One of the things that happens, interestingly, as soon as they die, as soon as a person dies, is that that is the end of the narrative of their life. Mm. So you actually have a story with a beginning, a middle and an end mm. at the end of a life. And mm. suddenly it's like, it's like your life was a, a sort of like string of spaghetti, mm. you know, and then suddenly when you die, the spaghetti takes on an actual, turns into an actual picture. You have the shape of what your life mm. really is. Mm. That's not a very good analogy, but it is. But if you, but you you start to see a proper narrative of a person's life. Oh, this is how it ended. What's a story without an ending? Yeah, and the way you were doing it with your hands, almost like it comes full circle, which I suppose is this life, death, rebirth, which yeah. you do feel at this endless circle as yeah. well. Yeah. So, um, um, have you completed with what you wanted to say? I have about... said what I want to say, okay. I think. Um, I was just going to say about my, my month has been a lot of, well, it's been a lot of work, actually. I mean, mm. as, you know, classically at this time for astrologers, we're busy because yeah. it's about the end of one year and the beginning of a new so Jupiter moved into Capricorn early December and, and really I've just been, you know, lots of deadlines to meet, um, lots of work coming in, which is great. And of course, we had our lovely 2020 workshop in Covent Garden. Oh, that was fun. Saturday um, into the 7th of December. And it was fantastic. Yeah, it was fun. It was. Um, and actually, you know, I was thinking about this in terms of just Jupiter and Capricorn. I'm thinking, mm. well, this is good. You know, you're teaching practical astrology yes that is jupiter which is about teaching and learning sharing knowledge yeah yeah in capricorn yeah and it was so Applied. good that we are going to be doing a 2020 webinar for people who couldn't make it we're going to be doing a webinar on the 2020 astrology on january the 19th yeah so do look out for um that and sign up to that that'll be sort of 6 p.m our time won't it yes it'll so, be a sunday again yeah um, but yeah, if you book onto it and you can't attend live, then you, we can send you the recording. And we it. won't do it for a bajillion hours, by the way. We'll just do it. We're going to keep it, try and condense everything that we took from the day into like a two hours. Yeah. Because one of the things that that day taught us is, you know, what was important, what's significant and what's yeah. not. So yeah, we'll yeah. leave out all the boring stuff and just to focus on the really salient things, I think. Yeah major astrology yeah are we going to do well we'll tell you next time i think we might have a download a workbook download for that as yeah. well yeah yeah we'll tell you so we'd better take a look at what's coming up in this next month which takes us from december the 22nd through to january the 20th i think while the sun is in 
Capricorn. It's a really big month coming up, actually. Lots of excitement because we have two eclipses to tell you about. Jupiter plays a really key role this month. And also then, of course, there's the major Saturn-Pluto conjunction on January the 12th. And if you've heard anything about astrology, you will know about this. But should we start with what's going on in December? Should we take a look at the astrology happening then and flesh it out? <laughs> Get excited about what's coming up? Well, you know, there's been a lot of gloom about this, about the fact that we are in mega, super duper, insane, Capricorn-tastic times. I mean, everything is in Capricorn, which is a very uh, interesting sign. And it's a sign that's associated with seriousness the dark of winter but it also is a sign of very deep um, and interesting magic a lot of people who are involved in shamanism for instance are have capricorn in their mm -hmm. charts or, or successors mm -hmm. um so it and this week this christmas week the week from from the solstice through christmas is a time of this deep magic and it's made more so by the presence of jupiter this yeah. year yeah yeah so i think there's a i think it's quite exciting actually mm. Mm. and there's also a theme with all this stuff in capricorn which sounds crazy but it's i think it's there of harvest and this is going to be a theme no, for I the agree. rest of the year as well i agree harvesting the work that you've put in mm. and but on the one hand, it's this theme of harvest, of cutting stuff down and putting in storage for later, actually. Mm -hmm. You know, of, you know, I want to say cashing in your chips, making your money, doing your stuff and uh, saving it for a rainy day mm. of having some kind of bumper harvest. Uh, so, sorry, that was a very roundabout way of saying Make this a very traditional Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, make it as traditional Christmas. Have, you know, have the feast and package this Christmas as a fantastic memory. Mm -hmm. If you think about the, the Christmas, this is the Christmas that you're going, you know, a Christmas that you're going to look back on. Mm. Or whatever festival you celebrate as well. Yes, that's very nice of you to say so. Hanukkah this year starts on the 22nd of December, I think. So mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be hannah christmas mm. for real so it's, it's kind time. of like super duper tradition isn't it because jupiter and capricorn is bringing i mean capricorn's great for kind of traditions rituals history and jupiter and capricorn mm. is opening that up yeah um and really really i mean the solar eclipse there's a solar eclipse on the 26th which is actually in the early hours of december the 26th so we're going to be feeling it over christmas yeah. um it sits next to jupiter which is really interesting, actually. I mean, eclipses, you know, this is a new moon solar eclipse. Traditionally a time for seeding things, for initiating things. Eclipses, always this shadowy theme. So something can be hidden. The eclipse, there's the shadow of the eclipse that then lifts to reveal a new picture. So again, there's this sense of magic in a way, something mm. being opened, revealed that you didn't know about. And I really like the fact that it sits next to Jupiter. Now, I was reading something, I think it was found in the British Library, um, because eclipses in ancient times, they were feared. You know, the sky goes dark, yeah. and there was a lot of fear around what was going to happen. They were omens in a way. But I remember reading that if, the, if Jupiter was visible in the sky during the time of an eclipse, they didn't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Now, actually, Jupiter won't be visible in the sky during this eclipse because it's too close to the sun. Um, 
so we won't be able to see it in the night sky. It's disappeared below the horizon. But I just think the fact that Jupiter is there is bringing something special to the eclipse. And I think it could bring in some some gifts, some promise, some blessings for people. Mm. I think we are going to feel Jupiter quite strongly in this eclipse. Mm. So who do we like this for, this eclipse? I mean, obviously, we need to talk about Capricorn, don't we? Well, you know, Capricorn has got so much going on that, um, you know, on the one hand, oh, cool, great, everything's in Capricorn, makes you really powerful. On the other hand, you've got so much energy coming through your uh, body that it's like, it's it, you've got a lot of powerful outer planetary energy which can be quite hard to deal with even for a tough old capricorn mm. you know uh so i like this for capricorn but i you know don't overdo it mm. is you know that's be you know in the feast but mm. don't you know overeat don't do anything um you know, uh, too excessive. And I think the temptation is for excess mm. also with this eclipse. Mm -hmm. um, Going over the top, maybe, in yes. Jupiter's style. In Jupiter's style, which would be mm. like eating so much that you give yourself a heart attack. Or trying, just trying, taking on too much. Yeah. So you end up being exhausted. You're wearing yeah. yourself out because you're trying to visit every relative and friend under the sun or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Or do all the cooking and all the yes. organizing. And actually, yes. I think for Capricorn, my advice would be, People, other people may be expecting Capricorns to do that as well. Mm. Take charge. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and I think that you need to think about some teamwork. Yeah. Actually. And I think especially over that Christmas. But aside from that, I think I love the fact that Jupiter has finally come into your sign. Yes. And a lot of the stuff that seems to have been very slow will begin to feel released. Yes. The, the other sign, though, that's really, that I think this is particularly good for is i love it for virgo okay mm -hmm. you know and i love it for taurus but virgo good. especially for the earth signs yeah. yeah looks fun it does look fun i mean that's the really you know for virgo it's the time to get all your kids together yeah um and also it looks like great for kind of party games actually yeah traditional party games for yeah. the virgos please this christmas and yeah you, you know virgos in general with that eclipse is party on down isn't yeah. it and yeah. right through January, yes. you should be being sociable, creative, fun. Yeah. Have as much fun as you can. Don't go back to work until you absolutely have to. Yeah. You know, uh, take some time off. And actually the same is true somewhat for Taurus, which, although there's much more of a travel element for Taurus. Yeah, if you're celebrating abroad, you're completely in tune with your stars this year for Taurus. Absolutely. Because it's your travel sector. Um, if you're going skiing, for example... Yes. Uh, like a certain Taurus, I know. Yes. Um, also, of course, with Taurus, you know, we're talking about what the meaning of this eclipse is. And there is something in here which is about your horizons getting bigger. Yeah. You know, which combines with that Uranus and Taurus as well. Mm. You know, this, you need to be thinking big, Taurus. You really do. And you can. Uh, and it may be to do with getting rid of some old ideas that you and we'll talk about this more with Saturn, mm. the Saturn-Pluto mm -hmm. conjunction. Mm. But I feel that there's this real possibilities for Taurus of horizons really opening up. It's mm. like you've been walking along with your head down and suddenly you look up and yeah. it's like, wow, the world is beautiful. And I know I can, I know a Taurus I'm thinking about who this is happening for already. 
um, admitted a Taurus who likes her comfort zone, quite happy being home with the family, and she's planning a really exciting adventure already. So this is the kind of thing, isn't it, for Taurus? Mm, you know, also, yeah, be you know, this is the time to be looking to twenty twenty and and creating some really big mm. dreams. Yeah, out of that comfort zone, dear Taurus. Yeah, for example, you know, another Taurus I'm thinking of has been working on a book, and I'm betting he will get. You know, if he can get the get it together now, he it's the time to find the agent and get the book deal yeah. sorted out because yeah. um, it could be really great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tour for Taurus, this eclipse is good. All this energy in Capricorn is good. If kind of exhausting, you know, yeah. a lot of people mm. might want a piece of you. Mm. Um, mm. But, but it's yeah, it's good news for Earth signs, isn't it? All that's going on, but not as much as for Cancer, where everybody wants a piece of you. Yes, cancer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, interesting times for cancer because it's all in your opposite star sign. So, I mean, and traditionally, you know, traditionally when the sun is in your opposite sign, you know, the sun represents vitality and energy. It can be a time when you just feel worn out. There's too many demands on you. You know, you're not giving yourself enough. So the cancer should be getting the Capricorn to do all the work. Yes, Yes, they need people. And, and in fact, for cancer, you need other people helping you right yeah. now. You really do. Wherever you need support in your life, ask for it. Yeah. Don't, you know, in the cancer, again, I know cancerians who can just take over in the kitchen. Yeah. Don't do that this year. Yeah, stop it. Get some support. Yeah. Learn to ask for help. Put your feet up and, you know, turn on the television. And if you have to, get your Christmas dinner delivered by, you know, the guy down the road. I was seriously. I would, you know, do Uber Eats work <laughs> at Christmas Day? I'm not sure they do. Actually, actually, there's more things open on Christmas Day. Oh, I know. It's... Which is mad. All these poor people having to work yeah. for sort of leisure facilities. Yeah, I find that a bit crazy. Cook is very good. I know we're not supposed to sort of advertise anything. <laughs> that frozen food shop down there, very good. They do. They do a whole Christmas dinner. Cancer, I advise you to go down there. We need to ask them for sponsorship next. Yes, <laughs> sponsor uh-huh. our podcast, cook. Yeah. What do I mean? We're not supposed to advertise. We can advertise. We're not the BBC. We can advertise anything we want, can't we? <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, this is an exciting, isn't it? It's an exciting time this eclipse. But again, I do think just be wary of going over the top wherever Jupiter Capricorn falls in your chart. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does look really... I Just one more thing about the food at this Christmas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks great for food. Vesta is in Ooh, Taurus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, making very nice angles to all that Capricorn stuff. So the Taurus may have to do the cooking, even if they're having their holiday abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's okay. They're, you know, you're in safe hands with the Taurus usually. Mm. Um yeah, so, and also, you know, is the, this eclipse is also very interesting for Pisces and Sagittarians. Yes. Of course. Yes. Why? Because Jupiter is in the heart of the eclipse. Um, and for Pisces in particular, it's actually at a pretty good angle to Pisces mm-hmm. stuff. You know, mm-hmm. all the Capricorn, there are certain signs who are able to deal with this heavy weight in Capricorn more. And I would say that Scorpio and Pisces are, mm. as well as the other, the two other Earth signs, particularly. Mm. You know, they're at a sort of easier angle yeah. to this heavy, heavy uh, gathering in yeah. Capricorn. Yeah. Um, and the eclipse in Pi- for Pisces, this is about your um, 
your uh, your sense of community. Yes, you know that's that's what this is all about. Isn't it? It's friendship, group connections, group connections. What you're doing in the community. You know, are you joining in? You know, are you going to be at Crisis for Christmas? Are you going to be at the soup kitchen? Mm. Because if you are, that's that would be fantastic. Mm. Actually, for Pisces, a really fantastic way to spend this Christmas. It'll be benefit you and be social. I mean, be sociable. Yeah, Go around to the neighbours before, you know, for sharing necessary. <laughs> necessary. <laughs> necessary <laughs> sharing. Yes, it's necessary, <laughs> that Christmas sharing. Um, is quite interesting, isn't it? Because it's in their money sector, in yep. your money sector. So you could receive some, you know, very exclusive, expensive gift with Jupiter and Capricorn on mm. this eclipse over Christmas. Or perhaps you're being overly generous overly extravagant and really going way too yes yeah, way it. over budget so just be you know that this is this is where jupiter is on this eclipse so it's kind of all or nothing yeah and it's a you know it could be a wake-up call for the old sagittarian mm. which mm. is also consider not giving any christmas presents at all this year i would say to sagittarius just don't do it you know um if you can't afford it don't you know or if you don't you know is it good for the planet Ask yourself, maybe not. They might have bought them all already. We might be too late. Oh, we're too late! Oh my God! Um, take them back. Uh, but it's just, a, you know, just a thought. Yeah. Uh, those Christmas presents are, you know, what does it mean? What's the meaning of giving those gifts? Mm. Mm. Um. But okay, so what, do we want to talk about the other clips, which I yes. also have up? Well, I think we do. I, I just want to say one more thing about, I mean, it's a really interesting month and it's just, we're going to focus just on this important astrology. Um, but also around the solar eclipse, for, this is the same for everyone. Look at what comes in. Look at what's new. Look at what opportunities come up. Um, look at kind of where the bigger picture is for all signs. Mm. Because something is coming to an end in January. And it may be that because of the ideas you have, the new opportunities you have, at the end of December, you can also bring about an ending at the second eclipse. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of think of the month in that way. What What's opening up? Are you ready to release and let go of as we move from one year to the next? Because we're leading up to this mid-January eclipse and Saturn-Pluto conjunction that is primarily about endings letting go and there's a little beginning there in that in this december mm-hmm. eclipse isn't there it's yes. like a little sunrise you can just see the sliver of it over over coming over the horizon there with that this december eclipse mm. and it may just be like an idea that you've got you yeah. know yeah or just something that you hear um it's like the dawning a little dawning of hope which you need to retain because you know, January is has got some difficult stuff. Although Mars and Sagittarius in January is nice. Mars moves into Sagittarius on the 3rd of January, which is quite go-getting yeah, and expansive nice. again. And there's a Mercury-Jupiter conjunction on the 2nd of January. Mm. So, so we have the Sun-Jupiter conjunction on 27th of December, very tied up with the eclipse. And then there's a Mercury-Jupiter conjunction January the 2nd. So this, for to me, is a you know plan as well. Mm. Big dreams need a plan. That's the way I've been thinking of Jupiter and Capricorn. Yeah. So, you know, get working on things. Sow these seeds. I just remember, I just realized that on 2nd of January, when the Mercury-Jupiter conjunction happens, we're going to be driving a very, very long distance. How are you? Which is classic. <laughs> Mercury-Jupiter conjunction is a huge Traveling trip. Traveling a yeah, long a way. massive trip. 
a road trip. Talking to a lot of people. <laughs> well, I think we're going to be, you know, knowing my family, it'll be headphones on. Oh, okay. Yeah. In their own little worlds. In their own little worlds, but go driving very, very far. Driving a long way. So let's take a look. I mean, we have the full moon lunar eclipse um, on January the 10th, cutting across the Cancer Capricorn axis, followed to by two days later by the Great Conjunction. And this guy, all of these things are all woven together because actually... Uh, you know, it's all part of the same thing. And Mercury is weaving this stuff together as well, isn't it? And, mm. I mean, okay, so uh, what do we think about this conjunction? I mean, it's obviously about endings. Mm. It is, and it's, you know, this. if you think about Saturn came into Capricorn, December 2017. It's been moving. Theoretically, it's meant to have been clearing up Pluto's mess, um, bringing some rules, some rigidity, some kind of honour and respect back almost. Yeah. That was the hope. Um, <laughs> but it... Honour, respect, excuse me? Okay. That was the hope. <laughs> but here it is now. Boom. Bang with Pluto. Yeah. What is coming to an end? Yeah. And I actually, I quite like endings. Yes. Because it's about yes. getting rid of stuff that you don't need or just finishing something off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like finishing off the book that you've been writing or finishing off that. Just finish it. And I would say this is a moment to cut your losses, get rid of stuff, finish things off, mm. especially anything that's been like hanging over your head. That's like, and also I have talked to a lot of people who are putting down a particular responsibility that they've carried for a very, very long time mm. around now. Mm. And this may be to do with parenting, parents, you mm. know, something like that, a duty that you've been having to do. Mm. This is the time to stop it. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you know, two of the signs in particular who we perhaps haven't mentioned yet, Aries and Libra. Oh, my God, Because yeah. this is, for both of you, it is the parental axis. It is the axis of responsibility, duty, mm. um, you know, kind of linking your past. I mean, for Libra, it's very much about home, family, um, the roots, the past, the legacy. For Aries, it's very much about your future path, so it's connected to your your career and vocation as well, your status, mm. your reputation, but very much this, the foundations of your life. Um, so wherever you've been carrying too much responsibility, what's been really hard work in your life in these areas, there may now be an opportunity perhaps to say enough or a door closes that yeah, enables you to uh, One of the on. other reasons about this being very parental mm. um, you know, is the presence of Ceres, because this is not actually just a conjunction of Saturn and Pluto. Mm. It's a conjunction of Ceres, Saturn and Pluto. And I'm sure you probably know this already, but Ceres is the same size as Pluto. Okay, It's the, as big. It's as important. We just haven't done as much work on it as astrologers to completely understand it. However, Ceres is most definitely connected to uh, childbirth, pregnancy, fertility our husbanding of the planet and this is all involved with the saturn pluto conjunction so there may that's another reason that i think this this is an ending so it could be for example i was thinking you know you may have been trying to um you know fertility treatment mm. and you actually could get pregnant on this one so it's mm -hmm. not all about and it's not about bad endings if you see mm. what i mean mm. um yeah, because I, an ending can end in a birth. If you know the end of pregnancy is a birth. Yeah, the end of IVF treatment is pregnancy. 
the end of uh, romance is marriage. You know, those yeah. are beautiful endings that are possible. Yeah, it's and, and for me, it is too. There's this sense of um, it's it's an ending of a period in your life where things haven't worked. Yes, out. exactly. Uh, because also Jupiter coming through. Yeah, it's the end of, mm. of struggle, mm. of a struggle. Mm. Also, Saturn makes this conjunction with Pluto and then moves on, finish. Yeah. It's over. It's not coming back to this yeah. conjunction. Yeah. So it's a whole new ball game. You know, quite often with these big conjunctions, they happen two or three times. Yeah. Uh, sorry, three or even five times sometimes. But this happens once, boom, finish. And we've actually been experiencing this conjunction on and off throughout 2019. So this, not it's not been perfect, it's not been exact, but all the little inner planets have been weaving those two yeah. together over and over again. The moon has going, going, been going over those two. So they've been working together throughout this period. Now they're having their final thing and Saturn yeah. moves on. And particularly in 2019, April was the month that was really powerful, yep. wasn't it? That, because they were very close to the south node. Mm. So it, that what, you know, what happened in April, May now. Yeah. close the door um a couple more i just wanted to talk about a couple more of the star signs with regard to all of this capricorn astrology that's going on gemini now for you it really is well it's it's about money on the one hand it's about joint finances shared resources and your planet mercury is very caught up in in all the action actually particularly at the um eclipse on january the 10th and this, for me, is, I mean, looking at where you have, I mean, financial debt, possibly, mm. but some kind of debt or um, attachment to someone or something else that it's time to get rid of, to let go of. And it could well be a time to cut your losses and move on. It might be a mm. financial something that's not working out. It could be an emotional bond that's, you know, that's kind of come to the end come to yeah. the end but it's it's around it's quite a hidden sect of your horoscope yeah. actually the other thing i would add to that for gemini's is i'm thinking of particularly gemini i know who um has been exploring the occult a lot okay he had a death oh. in the family oh. very suddenly into spiritualism and actually that's quite an interesting way to have been using these transits mm. is to explore the you know the behind the veil mm. um and i think actually you may want to stop doing that now yeah. If you have been doing it, yeah. that may be what Saturn Pluto is. The other thing that Saturn Pluto, this is going on from that conversation we had this morning, is is partly about as, as someone else I know who's having to investigate his father. Okay, um, and I think Gemini's there's a certain amount of investigation that might have been going on, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not saying that that should come to a halt, but. Just suggesting, actually, you could probably go even deeper or start doing something practical with it. Well, maybe something kicks in in January that leads you through into investigating further in 2020, because that is quite a big theme, isn't it, for the coming year? Yeah, for these guys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it could be financial again. Yeah. And also, you know, another way to look at this Saturn Pluto, it is a get real time. Get oh, real yeah. about your blooming life. You know, you can't just wing it in a way. Leo, for you, it's in your work and health sector. So just really consider, you know, are you putting, are you carrying too much? Are you trying to do too much? And is that affecting your health, your stress levels? Get real about that. Or the opposite, and you're out of work at the moment, and that is causing, you know, instability or discomfort in your life. Then get real about the practical steps you can take to turn your situation around. Mm. We have to remember that Capricorn is one of the Earth signs. So it wants to put 
you know, it's about steps in your life that are very practical, doing the sensible things, mm. you know, doing the work, mm. doing stuff, persevering, being disciplined, you know, scheduling your diary so you know when you're going to do what. Yeah. It is getting really kind of clear and rigid about things in a way. There's a couple of things I'd add to that from Leo, which is the schedules are really important. Get the schedule done. This mm. is about organizing your time because you're going to be very, very busy. Mm. Yeah. Um, and this Saturn Pluto again, it's like you are going to be, you know, you may suddenly not be out of work anymore. If you've been out of work, you may, it may suddenly land on your plate mm. around then. The other thing that I just as a, on a completely different note, but still for Leo's is that this series is really important in here in this eclipse. There may be some issue with your nourishment, with what you're, with your food that you really need to look at. Just saying. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. With how you nourish yourself, mm. your body, not yourself, your body. It's, it's, this is a physical thing. It's not mm. your body. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do we think about this whole period for Aquarius? Oh, because well, it's very hmm. interesting, isn't it? I mean, hmm. it's, you know, it's the, it's kind of like, it does feel like you could go on a massive retreat for this month and you'd probably be quite happy. Um, Capricorn is the sign before yours. So it tends to be a time of preparation, sort of sowing seeds. This isn't, it's almost like this isn't your time necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's time to take a step back, maybe review, look at things again. So there's something about retreat, maybe a time to rest, recharge your batteries and do a lot of planning for the year ahead because your time comes right at the end of 2020. Yeah. That's when your time comes in. So it could be that, you you know, you really need to work on um, uh, a big plan for the year ahead. You know, look at your dreams, get really excited about what's coming up, but also use this period to take a step back, to recharge, rest and retreat. Um, there is one, you know... Actually, that that's all true. I mean, basically, I completely think that this most of this year for Aquarians is about taking a step back, with the exception of later. You know, there are some months when it's not. This month, your Aquarius's ruler Uranus turns direct on the 11th of January. Yes. Just before the eclipse, you know, just during during this whole period during of like eclipse during and, it. Uh, yes, and the yes, conjunction, yes. and et cetera. It's in a very interesting part of your chart. It's in the family sector. It's on a, mm. an important angle of your chart. Mm. So although your, um, and also your ruler, your other ruler is Saturn, you know, mm. so you are entangled in this mm. anyway, but it might have a kind of, it may be for you about two things, I think. One is about your emotional connection to society, which is kind of hard to pin down, but the, it's your uh, it's what holds you to people. And another uh, place that might be affected is what holds you to place. Uh, that you may feel that you no longer want to live in the place that you live. Mm. You may have uh, a big release. Or I know some Aquarians who've actually moved house quite recently, you know, when the Uranus went into Taurus, they moved. Um, and that place may become if you've moved house recently that place may become a place of liberation for you where you want Mm. to retreat Mm. and these two energies actually are working quite interestingly and well together Mm. yeah i also i'm just thinking of aquarius and i think as well 
I mean, you know, it is a classic, isn't it? Close the door on the past, new beginnings, yes, as you're I, saying. But also, I think it's a really good time to ditch a bad habit, to ditch yeah. something you're doing that's not good for you. Yeah. I think that's really powerful as well for Aquarius. It's it's kind yeah, of like, you know, it's the year when you, you we all make the New Year resolutions, but this time the ones you make could really stick, actually. Yeah. You could find you stick at them. You can do the big one, the hard one. And just as a note for, like... Um, Aquarians and uh, Capricorns, your your ruling planet is, is Saturn, right? Well, Aquarians also have Uranus. And it might be interesting for you to look back at the pattern of Saturn and Pluto conjunctions, because Pluto is the planet of transformation and Saturn is your planet. And this conjunction does not happen very often. Mm, it's very rare. All the other, you know, a lot of the other signs like Aries and Scorpio, you know, they have, they're ruled by Mars and that happens every two, two years as a conjunction between Pluto and Mars. So not so unusual for you. This is a very, very unusual moment of mm. transpersonal transformation. So the years that you need to look back are, are 2001 when there was the opposition, uh, 1982, which was the last conjunction, 1965-66 when there was the last opposition and 1947 when there was a conjunction like that you know we could go further and further back but those are those years if you're old enough or if you were uh born in those years actually in any of those years um this is a really important this conjunction mm. for you i've been thinking about it a lot because i for me i was born with the opposition yeah um and it does affect my chart and i've I don't have, I'm not a Capricorn person particularly, but I'm feeling this very powerfully as a moment of a turning point. It's a, it's a, it's a whole new chapter, isn't it? It's yes. a whole new chapter in your life. And the other um, uh, star sign I want to include in this is Scorpio, because yeah. Pluto is co-ruler of Scorpio. So this is, a, this is a similar theme for Scorpio as well. Yeah, and sort of the other way around. It's not so much about transformation, as about responsibility or growing older or a change you know it's a change in those sort of very practical circumstances i would suggest for scorpio yeah um but whereas for the um aquarius and capricorn it can be about complete transformation you know because they're having mm. the pluto thing uh, mm. slash and burn okay i but i also think for scorpio it could be about power yeah definitely as well um or for all of them. There's well, a, there's a power th issue here. Yes. Uh, there's something about power, about having to let go of power, but also being given a huge glob of power. And how are you going to use that? Yeah, it's very, and I, yeah, it's, it's do you use that for good means or do you get dragged into something that's corrupt and, yeah, you know, and takes it's a you down the wrong path? So I, th I think also that is something to bear in mind. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, we all have, you know, astrology is not set in stone, mm. right? You can you can't blame the astrology people mm. because it's always you're always presented with choices. Yeah. There are always forks in the path, yeah. and then you're always given, uh, you know, you're given second chances and yeah. third chances mm. with you know the way life unfolds. Yeah. There is no set, you know, it's not, you know, the word in Arabic is maktub, which means written. It's not written in mm. the book mm. exactly. Mm. it's written kind of ish yeah and that's what you know as astrologers that's what we want to encourage people to do yeah. to encourage you to do is to use the astrology well be in control of it mm. 
you know, what's what's the best course of action you can take right now? Yeah. And there is a real theme of power, you know, think about power and control. Who's controlling you? Or think about where you're being overly powerful, overly controlling of others as well. This can be a turning point in those relationships. Yeah, and that's true with particularly the eclipse on the 10th and this Saturn Pluto conjunction. Yes, really the mid-January um, astrology. Yeah, I was sort of looking it up, you know, thinking what did happen in 1982 because nothing bounced at me really. And then I realized, of course, Brezhnev, that was the year that Brezhnev died. Mm-hmm. And this leader of the Soviet Union, who'd been the leader for a long time by then, um, died. And actually, then another guy, Antropov, came along and then Mikhail Gorbachev. But by the end of that decade, mm. the Soviet Union had disintegrated. Mm. But it was that turning point, that death of Brezhnev, which set this whole thing off. Yeah. So that's a really kind of a mundane example, a worldly well, example. But yeah, it's and we are interesting. At, we are at an important point in history as well with this. Absolutely. This but on a personal level, do do kind of use this, you know, use have a real, really strong think. I mean, and also it's the end of one year, beginning of the next. It is about very much beginnings, new opportunities, endings. So really use this, really use say, this wisely. As a sort of a final point, I would say, you think, you know, there's a solstice is coming. Solstice is today, probably when you're listening to this. This is a beautiful moment of stillness in the year. Mm. Just get, be still, listen, and the answers will come. Yeah. And have a great festive season too. Merry Christmas! See you next year. Fa la la!